guys, this is Jules Watts, and this is another delightful and amusing episode of Five Degrees Off Normal. And yes, I am still pushing forward with the dog days of podcasting challenge, so I am coming up on day seven, and I haven't missed one yet, so apparently I have a knack for jinxing shit, so who knows? Gen Con's a little over a week away, and yes, I am freaking the ever-loving crap out. Not over anything specific, mind you, but like I said, and you guys all know, my brain is a jerk and sometimes likes to fuck with me. So yeah, it's it's taking advantage of a new and unique situation to fuck with me. Thanks. Speaking of conventions, actually this past Origins, I did something really, really scary for me, but really, really, really cool. And I thought I would tell you guys about it since it also involves one of my favorite games, Little Fears, the tabletop RPG of childhood terror. To give you guys a feel of this RPG, take Are You Afraid of the Dark, mix it up with Goonies, and then add a nice little dash of Dark Alice in Wonderland, and you kind of get there. The theme behind it is monsters are real, they come from closet land, and you are a kid ages 6 to 12, and you're the only thing that can fight them. So what did I do, and why did it involve Little Fears? Simply put, a podcaster that I really like and admire and a phenomenal musician and singer asked me to run a Little Fears game for him and his daughter. And of course, I said yes. And then my brain is yelling at me like, what the hell are you doing? He doesn't know the system and he has no idea how well I can GM. So yeah, my brain is yelling at me that you're an idiot. Why are you doing this? But of course, I'm not going to let him down. He's an awesome guy, and I really wanted to pull something spectacular out. And his kid is awesome. You know, she's into, like, the spooky, scary games. And she actually gave me a sketch of Bendy from Bendy and the Ink Machine. And yes, it is on my wall right next to my computer right now. So, yeah, it's totally awesome, and yeah, it's still there. So... This is what we're going to do. I'm going to try and pit my new, slightly tweaked up and improved brain against my other part of my brain that's kind of being a jerk. And I'm going to pull out the biggest, most awesome, creepy little fears game that I can. So first thing we do is character creation. So luckily, Dad was there and Dad has a lifetime of playing tabletop RPGs. So he's really, really used to character creation. So I'm giving some suggestions and he's helping his daughter out and it's fun. It really is a lot of fun. So she decides to do a character based off of Freddy Fazbear from Five Nights at Freddy's. And it was really cool. So, you know, when we come up to the making of stuff, she comes up with a with a microphone, you know, that when you use it, you know, it... uh, it spooks the monsters because it's really loud and it really messes with them. And I'm like, oh, what a cool idea. Dad is playing a character kind of sort of based off of Foxy, but names the character Fox Mulder, of course, which made my uh, geeky little X-Files love and heart kind of go, yay. So, so we've got their characters made up. And because Zippy is an amazing husband, he is going to be playing another character in the game and he's going to be playing this weird unique um messed up character the character's name is jaeger blitzenholz and jaeger is a very very messed up little fierce character jaeger is not only a forgotten but a soulless 
those come up in some of the supplement books. But since Zippy has played a couple of games of Little Fears, and also I know how to manipulate this character to really add to some of the creepy factor, and Zippy knows how to play him really well, I'm like, let's do it. This will add to some of the creep factor. So I come up with a kind of unique idea. I pulled a couple of ideas from Costume Quest, which is made by Double Fine Productions. It's really kind of cool. So I'm like, all right, you know what? Hey, why don't we do a treasure hunt in the mall? You know, there's a brand new mall that's opening up. And why don't we have the kids go on a treasure hunt? And the way, of course, I thought about it is you got to get all these little things. And then you go and you go and get the treasure. And then the treasure is actually a trap by the monsters. Well, much like battle plans, you know, RPG plots rarely survive the first encounter with the... uh, No, not the enemy, not the enemy, your players. So, of course, instead of my idea of going and getting all the little knickknacks and doodads and let's go get the treasure after they get all the little knickknacks and doodads, um, no, they immediately went for the treasure box first. Uh, shoot. Okay, so I had to come up with something different. I mean, I got them just started. I'm like, yeah, this is going to be great. And then, nope, they immediately go for the end game and forget all the other little doodads. Either they thought, I was like, well, why get them? The treasure is right there. And I really can't fault that logic. You know, I respect it. So there goes my entire naughty thing and part of my monster. So I had to figure out, okay, how do I ramp up this scary thing quick? So... Believe it or not, my brain worked well enough, I was able to improvise. And this is on the last day of a convention, too. This is Sunday evening. So, you know, I've been conning pretty well for about five days. So I'm pretty impressed with myself. I came up with something. So they go into where the treasure is, and they find out where they're supposed to get. And it's a whole bunch of, like, gummy worms and stuff like that. And, you know, it was like the the, the treasure was supposed to be, like, a little thing of candy and... Nope, uh, but they go into the candy shop, which is where the treasure chest icon was, and I'm like, all right, you know what, you stick your hand in the gummy worms, and then boom, that's kind of like in Harry Potter, the port key. Now, congratulations, you guys are now in closet land, and that's where all the monsters come from. So, they're in closet land, and it's all gray, and all this, you know, there's not a lot of color, and Zippy's character, uh, Jaeger, knows he's back in closet land. Jaeger lives in closet land. He can't leave due to certain issues. He's um he's kind of stuck there. He can only leave closet land for brief periods of time, you know. So so he knows exactly what's going on and he's thank goodness he's actually able to describe it to the other kids of what's going on. So so Fox and Freddy start freaking the heck out and they have no idea what the heck is going on. And they're searching, and all of a sudden they see in a corner, there's a big, like, fuzzy thing, and it's pulsing. And it's looked like it's made of white cotton candy. And it starts pulsing more and more. And I actually had a timer going on in my head. It's like, all right, you know what? I I have stats for a monster, a big spider monster that's going to jump out. But... They actually got to it in time, and when I described the whole room, I mentioned there was a candle on the table. And Freddy, she's smart, she grabs a candle and hucks it at the big thing of spider webs. Of course, that burns the spider. So, awesome. Well done. I mean, she's a natural at RPGs, and and Dad is being phenomenal with Fox, letting her have, you know, good spotlight, guiding her, but he's getting, like, super-duper awesome into the sugar-crazed kid, 
you know, he has all the, he, he stuffed his pirate hat full of gummy worms. He's just eating them. It's phenomenal. It was a lot of fun to, to see that. So, you know, things go on and I'm describing the creepiness of closet land and I'm trying to think is like, you know what? I, I want to give her the, the really awesome, cool, you know, cause she's really good at figuring this stuff out and she loves doing horror. So I'm like, you know what? Let's give her a really good heroic moment. So I'm like, all right, but what do we do? What do we do? And I had this idea I had been toying with and I wasn't fully baked yet, but I was getting ready to to write up all the stats for these. I'm like, well, you know what? No time like the present. Let's see what happens. So after some investigating and some searching around, Freddy, Fox, and Jaeger come upon, it kind of looks like the backstage of, you know, those, those uh, like in elementary, middle, and high school, those, uh, you know, like you have the auditorium and the stage, and then you have the, the weird backstage, and it's not a true theater backstage. It kind of has like school plus theater plus all this other stuff. So cue the monsters. And they jump out, and Jaeger and Fox start fighting the monsters. And they're doing decent on the rolls, but as a wild change of things, I'm actually doing pretty decent myself. And Freddy's trying to figure out what she's going to do. What is she going to do? And then all of a sudden, she's like, I'm going to use my microphone. I'm going to stun him. And I'm like, ooh. Because before she even came up with this character, considering what these monsters were, she nailed it. She nailed it, and I had no idea that things could sync up so perfectly. So she activates the microphone, and she's yelling in a way. It's like, you know, stopping the monsters. And here's the thing that about these monsters. These monsters were kind of magically meshed together. If you Imagine if you took Play-Doh and you squished it all together to make a new color. That's kind of what these guys were. They were a mix of a red cap and a goblin. So I was thinking about it. I'm like, you know what? Harmonically, what that would do would force these two monsters to separate. So I'm describing as she's screaming into the, into the microphone to stop these monsters that it looks like if you've ever needed Play-Doh together, imagine seeing what it looks like in reverse and the colors separate. That's what you see. And then all of a sudden, you know, the monsters are completely now separate. And you hear at the top, you know, from a catwalk somewhere, a slow clap. And a couple of lines of appropriate villain dialogue. And then a stage door opens and they can go back into the real world. And yeah, that was the first time I had ever run Little Fears for, well, for somebody that's not local and in my immediate group of gaming friends, you know? And I really wanted to do right by them. I wanted to give them a good and kind of scary story, but I didn't want to get to the really depths of fear to which I can sing. So I, I was trying to go more with the double fine production level of scary, you know, rather than the, I guess, rather than kind of Hellraiser or Nightmare on Elm Street. All things considered, I think I did pretty well. At least I didn't crash and burn. So I'll take that as a bonus and a win in one column. And you know, I actually think I'd be up for trying to run another one of those games again. I mean, I had plans to do this before, and then my health really decided to tank. So my desire and my ability, I guess, to run that game kind of cratered. So, but uh, now, who knows? This is Jules Watts from 5 Degrees Off Normal. Sleep tight. <laughs>